It's time to strap in for another edition of the Cars Guide podcast, the show that takes you beyond the test drive. This is episode number 226. Why are Aussies such bad drivers? Uh, I'm Cars Guide Deputy Editor James Cleary, and joining me in establishing why our driving standards are so painfully low are key contributing journalists, Steve Otley. Hey, James. And Dave Morley. We'll also take a look at the fresh metal we've been driving this week and dive into your feedback. YouTubers, you can jump ahead to each section of the show via the time codes in the notes or chapter markers in the timeline. So let's go. Steve, this coming weekend, we're going to publish a story. So this is actually a, a preview, um, yeah. a, a sneak peek, if you like. And you're bemoaning the fact that our driving standards and our behavior behind the wheel um, is, is pretty ordinary and we need to do something about it. You've said in the name of safety and sanity, uh, take, us, take us to where your mind was at when you, when you authored this story. Yeah, thanks, James. Um, honestly, I, 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 there were empty bottles everywhere. I was probably on a, probably on a freeway somewhere. Um, yeah, I did make the point at the start of the story, and I'll make a point now, just so we're clear. I'm not saying I'm perfect, right? I'm not hmm. pretending I am the king you're of what? the drivers. You, you're yeah. not? Yeah, I mean, very okay. close. Right, okay. Actually. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but I th- look, I think we've all had those experiences on the road. You know, we are, as a society not particularly great drivers you know we've all had the the good fortune to travel the world and see how other countries do it and you know there is a better way you know there's a there's a more i think i think what it comes down to at the core is that we're not particularly courteous i think we as a as a society see the road when we're on the road it's like we're going to war we're not out there sharing a communal space we're fighting for every inch of tarmac all the time there's mm-hmm. no and so you know things like keep left and less overtaking we'll stay in the fast lane for as long as possible because we don't want to have to change lanes because what if we get stuck behind someone or we don't want to let someone in because if we let someone in in front of us we'll never get where we're going we'll, we'll mm. be doomed to drive the roads forever like right we just lack a certain i think ultimately it's courtesy right we could, just it, not- could it be that actually beneath it all we're just not very nice you know, I don't know. Like, I think if you look at other countries, I think a big part of it is is a lack of education. We're just not, you know, let's be honest, our, our driving sense, and we've talked about this in the past and other things is, you know, the driving test is drive around the block, you know, do a parallel well, it, park. It's, it's, I don't know where you stand, Dave, but to me, I've always thought of it as being taught how to operate a car as opposed to how to drive, which are, sure. for mine, distinctly different things. Yeah, I think. That, that you're dead right they're two distinctly different things there's no two ways about that because you know it is attitude isn't it let's let's be honest here um <clears throat> what gets me is that um drivers bad drivers or discourteous drivers are a bit like keyboard warriors you know they're really brave um with the windows up and the doors locked um or behind their <laughs> keyboard but you know um should you have the temerity to challenge them they uh and, and i'm not suggesting that you do however <laughs> they um, they turn to water pretty fast. A lot. Sure, but then again, you, you you don't know either. You know, we, there's a huge problem in in country towns in Australia where you can't walk up the main street at night because there are you know kids affected by ice and right, and, right, right. And I wonder how much of that is is um, translating to road behaviour because we are a pretty um, interesting lot in terms of our recreational chemical intake at the. Uh-huh. 
And I'm <laughs> I'm wondering whether that's whether st- the statistics aren't aren't sort of reflecting that. Um, there was mm. there was one here this week where a guy's been charged uh, with with bowling over a, a cyclist and killing him, and and he's been charged with um, with possession of, of of ice at this stage. And he was okay, and the inference being that he was under the influence. The inference being, I mean, he's refused it, apparently, you know, allegedly, he's refused a blood test at the cop shop. But right. you know, uh, who knows? Who knows? I, what I, 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 it's, it's interesting because you know my my old mum when she went to get her driver's license, she's in her nineties, and and she just went down to the police station and got the piece of paper. You know, and yeah. there you, there you go. Mm. So I suppose our our history in terms of how we allow people to drive a car is fairly interesting. And yeah. the point we've got to now is it's still pretty straightforward and considered to be a rite of passage it's rather, a birthright, isn't it? rather than yeah. a privilege. That, you know, that, it's, it's something that everybody should be able to have. That I think is the key, right, is we see it as a right, not mm-hmm. a privilege. We are driving yeah. on average. Now, these are like two-ton cars. You're driving at over 100 kilometres an hour. Yep. They are, like, you know, Dave just said, you know, you you, these are lethal weapons if you use them wrong, right? Mm. And mm. yet we see driving as, oh, I, I have, I, it's my right. I get to do it. I can do whatever I want now that yeah. I'm on the road. Yeah. And we don't think of the, A, the consequences of getting it wrong. And, but, you know, before that, we're just not thinking about, you know, like, you know, what is the best way for me to do this? Like, what is yeah. the best? Do, do you know, I've said it before. Way? It won't stop me saying it again. The, the late, great uh, Peter Brock always used to say, when he put that seatbelt tongue into the buckle, he consciously thought this is easily the most dangerous thing I'm going to do today, yeah. you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to try and make it a perfect drive. Sadly, he did drive behind the wheel in a, in a, uh, a die behind the wheel in a competitive yeah. environment. But um, that was his, his thought process. I'm consciously going to recognise that this is a very uh, dangerous undertaking. He, he's dead right. Oh, he. Yeah, I won't had say be, that. Had to be he's, said. He's spot on. Um, I yeah. mean, it's, this isn't drinking milk one day after the expiry date, is it? This is yeah. like hurtling, yeah. hurtling through time and space yeah. you know, in, a, in mm-hmm. a big piece of metal and plastic and glass, and, and there's others coming the opposite way. You know, yes. this is yeah. driving through a meteor storm. Yes. Um, I, I think, Steve, it's interesting that, that you know, you say it's a birthright, it's, it's our, um, or that's how people approach it. I yeah. think equally subconsciously is the fact, and this is a big part of the problem for me, is the fact that most people don't like driving. I mean, this doesn't yeah. apply to us. It doesn't apply to people listening to this podcast because clearly we're enthusiasts. But the rank and file Australian is not the least bit interested in driving. They hate it. Right. Mrs. Right. Morley, yeah. exhibit yes. A. It's a means to an end. She resents having to do it, but if, if she's going to get to the shops, that's what she's got to do. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, but how, how much of that is because it is hard work at times? Because, you know, how much is it just the action? She just doesn't enjoy driving a car. And how much of it is there are just people on the road that aren't courteous? That it's a, it's a bit of both and, in her, in her yeah. case. And, I, and I, don't, I don't think she's atypical. I mean, yeah. I can. <laughs> I can weld panel steel, okay? I can, with basic hand tools, gap a set of ignition points to within one or two thou. (laughs) But but I have it on extremely good authority that I can't load the dishwasher to save my life. (laughs) They're all all basic physical acts, but I would rather eat off tree bark and then later burn them to make the fire to cook the next meal. That, to me, makes more sense than stacking a dishwasher. Yeah. I am never going to be good at stacking a dishwasher because I resent having to bloody do it. Isn't that interesting? I wonder then, could part of the issue be that frustration that 
Um, notwithstanding, we've just yeah. been through a pandemic where the, the road has kind of thinned out in terms of the amount of traffic. But prior to that, there was just this building kind of crescendo of sheer massive cars on the yep. road. I wonder if that's um, changed people's mindset as well. Yeah, I think I think it's it's even deeper than that. I think it's it, at a at a fundamental level. This is not an activity I would do, you know, if if I had my driving given my choice. Yeah, this is okay. not a pleasant experience. Right, it's not something I want to do. It's not something I'm interested in. And if I'm not interested in it, I'm never going to be good at it. Because it's Dave, a- I th- I'm not sure whether uh, Steve or Dave, you made the point that that you cocooned in this car, and people psychologically have a, a kind of barrier between themselves and others on the road. And I'm sure we've all seen that, you know, when you want to make eye contact with someone, when you're zippering into a emerging lane and all you get is yeah, the profile and they just yeah. don't want to look at you. That's a great mm. thing. That's one of the funniest ones I've found. Like it happens all the time, uh, you know, is, it happened yesterday when I was on the road, you know, when you, you sort of stopped in traffic and someone wants to come out from a side street, right? And they don't look, they mm. don't look at you mm. because they just assume you're not going to let them in. And mm. so I, I find it hilarious these days. I did it yesterday. I sat there and, and I just looked at them. I waited. And then as soon as they looked, because they eventually they do look, because obviously make sure you don't, you're not going to barrel into their door. Yeah. Well, I'm like waving them in and they're like, oh, oh right. hi. Oh, oh thank. like the, being yeah. courteous on the road is surprising to people. Yes. Here's, here's a safety yeah. tip for everyone out there. If you mess up and you cut someone off or you, you stitch someone up or you... you Put your hand up in the mirror and just say sorry. Yes, yeah. it could save your yes. life. It changes. Yes. It changes the attitude of everyone. Else. It disarms everyone else around you. Yeah, well, it's like it, wrong. It's almost like paying it forward, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if if you're able to display courtesy, hmm. uh, maybe others get the idea that that's yeah. not a bad way to go, yeah. and that, that yeah. everybody's better off. I am sure if yeah. people if people did that, if they just acknowledged that they messed up and you know mouth sorry, people can lip read. There would yes. be less road rage incidents. I guarantee yeah. it's so it's right. such yeah. a disarming technique. You yeah. want to try it. I do yeah. that all the time. You know, if, yeah. well, not all the time. But you know, when you make a mistake or, or even or if you just, even if you just, just someone, let someone you just lets you in. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which is which is where I, I for the long time was was sort of a little bit hesitant to like acknowledge someone just doing the bare minimum, you know, just right. letting you in. But I think yeah. now, like, you know, I had it again, one of those things. This is just since I've written a story, even, you know, these things keep happening. You know, you indicate to change lanes and the car next to you that's like just behind you. Now they have a choice. They can either yeah. speed up yeah. or just, just back off a little bit yeah. to help you change lanes. Well, uh, Most of them will just sit there in the in, in your blind spot. Or speed and, up to block you out. Yeah, I'll block does you it, out. Does no that reason. not go to our point that we touched on just a little while ago, which is about the way people are, are taught to drive? So, yeah. Steve, I know you touched on it in the story. Um to think about spatial awareness, anticipation, courtesy, all of those things that you can consider before you even get in the car. You know, how am I going to approach this drive? Yeah. Um, I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be careful. I'm going to be collegiate. I'm going to think about everybody trying to get where they're going safely. Those kinds of um, philosophical things almost aren't touched on in terms of um, when you when you go to get a license, and it could be so helpful. And the problem yeah. is that governments run licensing and there's no political capital in it for them to, to, to fix well, look, road safety in the long themselves. term. Th- that's a long-term thing. The payoff is way down the track. Why would I yeah. do that? Yeah. We'll just put yeah. some more speed cameras in and we can tick off the box that says we're doing road safety. I mean, I, you know, that's the other thing. I think I made the point in the story. I think in, 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 in many ways, look, I'm not condoning speeding, but I think this, this draconian view of speeding, this speed kills, and that's the only thing that kills, 
is is you know in some it's it, it's harmful in a lot of ways you know i've i've lived in sydney and melbourne i grew up in sydney and moved to melbourne and you know so i learned to drive in sydney and you did have to be aggressive if you wanted to change lanes you had to be right. proactive you know you had to like you know be more assertive i guess is better better word than aggressive but when i moved to melbourne in the early 2000s it was it was a breeze people right. were courteous and they and they did get out of your way and then i moved back to sydney and then i moved back to melbourne and in that in, intervening time speak the hidden speed cameras became much more common you know unmarked yes. cars you know hidden in the bushes hidden in bins and things like that and so Melburnians started driving with one eye on the speedo. Like it just mm. felt like they are not paying attention because if you do 55 in a 50 zone or you're doing 65 in a 60 zone, you're copping a fine. Well, you know? Dave, and it, it's, it's, it's seen very much as binary, isn't it? You know, under the speed limit, safe. safe yeah. Over the speed limit, you're on death's door. And, and of course, it's much more nuanced than that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a school zone near me um, where the little darlings have a footbridge. They don't even go on the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, 40 yeah. in a 70 zone but there's yeah. another there's another section not far from me another school uh which is a 40 zone but there's cars parked along it it's narrow 40 is too fast mm. yeah you mm. know, 20 15 20 is, is a vastly more appropriate speed at which to proceed and yet you're perfectly safe at 40. the, the other the other interesting 39. insight i think into australians uh, we're talking about aussie drivers we're actually very passive when it comes to obeying the law you know i was talking to an american person who said you know, speed cameras, they started to put them in in Texas. They just got shot out. Yeah. We're just like <laughs> shotguns would just blast them off the pedestal they were on. Like, we're not having that. Whereas, yeah. you know, we, we do that. And you, you're right. It's, um, it's not safe to be constantly uh, juggling yeah, your look, speed or whatever. That's yeah. not road safe. I like as, as a parent, you're going through a school zone. I want both eyes on the road. I don't yeah, want right. you looking down at your speedo constantly, making sure you're exactly doing 40 or 30. Look, you can back out of it and you can roll through, but you should you should have both eyes on the road looking mm. around and what's safe. And that is ultimately safer than if you're doing 45 or 42 with, and you're looking at the speedo constantly. You're, you're bouncing up and down. Like I wonder doesn't... also in, in thinking about how we are managed on the road, you know, rather than making us better drivers, let's just scare people with the threat of penalty so that they're they're constantly thinking about their speed whether we should be in schools you know and, and try, in america uh, you know i'm not saying america's nirvana in terms of road safety but it becomes part of high school education and, mm -hmm. and you could really have a curriculum that that's standardized and you get closer to a european scenario where your gran isn't teaching you how to drive and passing on all of their bad habits it's someone who's been independently accredited and and you get a yep. uniform approach to how yeah. people drive on the road i mean i think uh, you know one of the best examples to me is you know when you drive on those autobahns you know and you jeremy i guess is a particularly good example because you can't afford to make a mistake at those speeds you have to stay you cannot sit in the fast lane if and it's such a pleasure lane, it's such yeah. a pleasure to drive there yeah i mean the classic example for me is 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 a few years ago doing a doing a car launch in france uh, for a german company and they had their photographer come along with us and i was driving along on the motorway there was myself and a car probably you know 10 car lengths ahead not that far ahead of me and the photographer, the German photographer comes up behind me in the, you know, in the slow lane, the right-hand lane as it is in Europe, overtakes me and then immediately pulls back into the, to the right-hand lane for all of like two seconds, three seconds. Yep. Yep. And there's no one else around. He's not, yes. he's not worried about, 
you know, cars behind him and then he moves out, passes the next car and then immediately moves back. That yeah. would never happen in Australia. But the thing, that, that, that kind of respect for lane discipline has so many flow-on benefits in yeah. terms of everybody is able to go at a speed that suits them. But the problem I think we've got is we've got this blanket 100, 110 um, kmh on freeways and motorways. If you had some differential between, let's say, heavy vehicles at maybe 110 and passenger cars at 130, you wouldn't get this clumping effect where you just have these big kind of blobs of traffic. Yeah. Um, you, could, you could make that work much better for you. Yeah, the, the problem with the clumping uh, the, down here uh, in, in Victoria on the, on the freeways is everybody's got their crew set to 111. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and, and no one wants to kick out a cruise. So they sneak yeah. up on each other in big, plat- you know, they form these big platoons, these sort yes. of um, these bicycle peloton. Well, they're probably improving the aero in the process. Yeah. No one can get past anyone. And so, so the truck will pull out into the right hand lane to go around, but it takes him half an hour because he's doing 111.5. Yeah. And it just it promotes tailgating. Yes. Yeah. This, this whole thing. Now, if you could get on it and wick it up to 120 and be around and back in. Yes. Happy days. Yes. Yeah. But that, yes. no, no, you'll get busted doing that. Well, yeah. it's quite arbitrary in terms of uh, speed limits in most places. Um, mm. I mean, in, in other parts of the world, authorities will let traffic run, see what speed most people go to because people don't want to kill themselves. They'll go to a speed yeah. that they feel is sensible and then start thinking about imposing an appropriate limit for that piece of road. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the problem, with, the problem with Dave's example is, is people don't then move back to the left they always no. stay there's always there they're doing always, 110 and a half yeah like that's it, it. That's and it. so but i think there's a big thing where they people just stay in the fast lane because they're well i don't want to move over and then i'll have to move back and i'll mm-hmm. lose my spot and then someone won't let me in because inevitably people don't let people in so you just yeah it, but eventually you know, i come up behind them and give them a, a circle give them a yeah. 100 watts in the world here's the example like in terms of flashing your lights to, to, to labour the German example, really flashing your lights in Germany is, I'm going to hit you. Yeah, like it's, it's a yeah. really, like it's an extreme thing to do. It's yeah. very rare that you would flash your lights, but it's only in a, but here it's like all the time people and are getting it, frustrated. It means, you, it means your mother was a hamster. It doesn't mean yeah. anything else. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the thing, right? If you, that's the problem is, is the, again, the mindset is, is, you know, flicking on your indicator to change lanes is almost yes. like sending a signal saying, Speed Sorry, up. what did you say about my mother? Yeah. What did you say about her? Like, how dare you? It's like, no, I just want to change lane. Or, or, or the best example is the lane's ending, yeah. you know, like there's a there's a concrete wall in front Something's of Something's got like, to happen. I yeah. need I need to get out of this lane. And people are just like, well, I'm here. So yeah, I'm you get that. It's like, yeah. dude, just give like give me all you got to do is do something, you know, yeah. as opposed to me slamming on the brakes and, and trying to then jam into traffic. Like it's all ridiculous. right. Well, let's let's say we've um we've partially defined the problem. <laughs> um, so in terms of solutions, uh, we, we, we're just imploring people to be, I suppose, to show some common courtesy and be human. Yeah. Mm. Yes. But I think that, I think you're right. The point you made earlier, we need better education. Yeah. You know, like, you know, my argument is we make, you know, untold millions, you know, I think we looked at it last year, the amount of money that the new South Wales government, when they made, when they took the signs off the unmarked speed cameras mm. uh, and they made, you know, I think it was, you know, something ridiculous. Like they made more money in a few months than they'd made the previous year. So, mm. uh, 
why can't that money be used for education? I don't understand. Why can you not, if you're making, if you're making $50 million a year on speeding fines, can you not tip that into a comprehensive driver safety program well, for the uh, state? So like, go, no, it goes into the... It, it goes, goes into, into consolidated revenue. Theory, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, a cynic would say it's just seen as a, a money-making uh, you know, endeavour. Not a cynic, I mean, but a realist. Yeah. But the argument, like, if, you, if, the, if the government was really serious and the police were really serious about wanting to reduce the road toll, yes. spend that money... Yeah. Find the money somewhere else to improve driver safety. Do you think young oh, drivers are overrepresented? Okay. Improve young drivers. Make them go through a harder, more laborious process to weed out people that just don't want to drive. You know, more, go, more Dave. people don't want to drive. I was going to say your 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 premise is is all wrong. If you were serious about road safety, um, <laughs> right. If you were serious about road safety, and you were, let's say, you were a private company contracting to the government to provide a road safety package, and your solution, after countless. Uh, you know, brains, brainstorming sessions and think tanks. If your solution was to was to hide cameras in the bushes, <laughs> yeah, how do you think true. that would play? You think, so you think your contract would be renewed? That's so true. No, and yet, the, and the other that's thing, what we've ended up with. Attitudinally yeah. as well, it's interesting. In New South Wales, I'm, I'm not sure if it went into other states, but there was a, a campaign that I'll remember for a long time where it's an outdoor poster. It's a, a cop with the reflector aviators and a speed gun and saying, you're in our sights. Mm. You know, this adversarial, yeah. us and them, mm -hmm. speed is everything. Where's the more collaborative, productive kind of thing that encourages people to drive safely anyway? I th look, yeah. I, think, I think we're running short of time um, on this discussion, but that was a good one. That was good. I think we touched yeah. on some key points. And Steve, well, people should look out for your story. They can comment there. Let let Brian, you know yeah, what uh, the they comments. think of, of you and <laughs> all of that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, we'll move on and we'll go to our garage. And each of us have been driving interesting vehicles um, in the last week or so. Dave, can I kick it off with you, please? Mm, You've been yeah. in a rare beast, even though it's technically available uh, for purchase. Yes, it's one of those things you can buy, but you can't buy. It's yeah. a Land Cruiser 300 series. Yeah, I had the VX model, which looks like being the volume seller, if not volume deliveries. Um, yeah. Look, it's it's an interesting vehicle because I wasn't, I was expecting a lot from it, and it does deliver a lot. The only thing I'd say about it is I'm not sure that it moves the game along, the off road family wagon game along too far. It's mm -hmm. it's a little bit more of the same. However. Let me let me let me qualify that by saying it's more of the same very good thing. You know, okay. Two hundred yes. series was yes. great. Well, we didn't need to reinvent better. it, did they? Yeah, it's no, incremental. They didn't reinvent it, but yeah. they've they've really knocked the rough edges off it. I'm yeah. not sure that the the new V6 has got the charm of the old V8, but yeah, you know what? You can't argue with efficiency. And I, yeah. I did a quick run out through the scrub and got it in, you know easily under ten liters per hundred. Which wow, which that's amazing. Like that. Um, the, the motor's well fit. It makes lots of power. It's uh, the 10 speed auto is good. Um, what I did find though, is I had to force it in the tents. I don't think at Australian road speeds, it's ever going to, you're going to get there. Yeah. Right. It's not going to So do probably it. the top four gears are overdriven. Oh, I imagine it'd be the top three or four. Yeah. 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 Six, six or seventh would be one to one. Mm. And first is quite low and it, and it really makes the best use of that because it, you know, it, it picks up quickly. It's very, the shifts are very smooth. It's, it's a great transmission. Um, mm. What what I wasn't mad about it was the interior. Um, okay. The the switch gear seems a little bit um, random to me. Uh, the all the switches across the center stack are all the same. They're all the same size. They're all the same color, and they all operate in the same direction. So to 
the, the, and there's a separate button for volume up and volume down. And uh, volume down, you press the button down, but volume up, you press the button down. I don't, oh, I don't I understand it. And there's some Wonderful. black chrome, black chrome <laughs> switches under the uh, under the bar of the steering wheel, and you can often get a stray reflection from the rest of the steering wheel that sort of obliterates the icon. It's very hard to see what you're doing, and I still don't know where the where the phone button is. You know, like it, uh. I had it for a week, and I still don't know. But other okay. than that, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty swish. The back seat's better than than it you know than a vehicle like that normally is. Uh, it's finally got fold down seats in the third row rather than flip ups. Yeah. Um, the only thing that the other only thing I didn't like about it was the um, <laughs> the um, the pleather, the, uh, the the synthetic leather. It feels it's not quite human skin, but it's creepy. Well, I mean, if, like if, if anyone's I, I, familiar I, I, with trimming things in human skin, it's Dave Moore. I, I didn't like the feel of it. It, it right. looks great. It looks oh, like nice. leather, but it just doesn't feel right to me. And okay. every time I touched, I thought, oh, that's not leather. You know. Okay. All right. For 113 grand. I think I want leather. Okay. <laughs> Good. So, how, so to, to in a nutshell, it's it's incremental improvements. It's yep. it's improving yep. an already good thing. Yeah. Um, with a couple of little niggles and, here, and, and they're there. important improvements because they're about efficiency and economy. Yeah. Yeah. So, good. Yeah, okay. Perfect. Improvements in the right direction. Perfect. And um, will I? My recollection is you'll be reviewing that for us. That'll be upcoming yes. in Cars Guide. So that's yes. one to look forward to. Now, Steve, uh, yes. a different fish altogether. Please let us know what you've been steering. I guess different, but still also in that sort of, I guess, like a lot of cars uh, available, but hard to get. Um, I drove the Chevrolet Corvette. Um, obviously, it's been a long time coming to Australia as well. Uh, well, Holden announced that they were going to sell yeah, it here. And then yeah, that yeah, uh, obviously didn't happen. But yeah. but yeah, it's here now. It costs, I drove the 3LT, which starts at about 160000 You've obviously got the old school 62 Chevy V8, 375 kilowatts, 640 newton meters, but it's now got an eight-speed dual-clutch transmission. Obviously, the engine is in the middle uh, yeah. instead of in the front. Yeah. Um, and all these Aussie cars do come with the Z51 uh, package, which gives you, you know, bigger brakes, bimodal exhaust, adaptive dampers, and LSD. So if they're fairly well specced. There's, you know, the car I drove, you know, is probably around, you know. 200 grand um so yeah. it's not it's not yeah. it's not what you would call cheap um but for what it is it's it's pretty it's pretty special like uh, certainly get you know i only had it a few days it got a heck of a lot of looks you know it's, right. it's a real it's a real head turner as you know if if you think you're spending you know half the money you're spending to get something european like a ferrari or a Lamborghini, and, uh, what, you're getting just did, as many looks what did you make of the local remanufacturing you know the the switch well, to, it's not to rock, remanufacturing. it's not it's, it's out it's of the made, factory yeah it's made factory out of, out of bowling green in kentucky kentucky so, yeah okay so i think the, the interesting way to look at it is you know is is it a you know ferrari lamborghini rifle not really like it's very good it's very quick um but you know it's still a chevy like there's a few things like the infotainment system is what you get in a chevy so it's you mm. know it looks pretty rudimentary it's um you know the cabin is nice it's obviously that that real driver focused cabin with basically everything wrapping around the driver um all the switches sort of running this huge long strip down down the center console uh, which is an interesting interesting design choice but um you know when you consider it's a similar sort of money to something like bmw m4 you know, then you start to think, oh, that's, uh, 
it's actually pretty appealing. Like, it's like an interesting say, it's question, yeah. is it not, that the long rumoured, but now it's happened, a mid-engine Corvette. Emotionally, the Corvette for so long has been front engine and rear drive. How do you feel driving the car? Does it feel like a Corvette or something else? Well, that's weird. I, I guess I never drove a front engine Corvette. You know, okay. no one in Australia has ever driven one. We, oh, you know, the majority of Australians <laughs> have not driven one. You know, like, so... I yeah, there's, I mean, there's obviously there's a few <laughs> around. Really and, good ones. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> um, it's funny. I actually thought for a mid-engine supercar, it's quite easy to live with. You know, cool. like it was. It was. You know, they come with a lift kit. Uh, not that it, because it's you know it's, it's sort of an entry level sports car. It doesn't have those that huge long rear diffuse that a lot of these modern sports and cars is, have. And there's a actually, trunk. Is there a, like a front boot and yes. then space at the back as well? Yeah, storage is uh, you know okay for a mid-engine supercar you know it's one of those cars that i you know it's probably right on the cusp of you know a bit like the r8 audi r8 you know is it a a supercar you could live with every day probably you know like you're only going to fit a few overnight bags in in either of the storage spaces but um and it's you know like it's not the world's like it's not the roomiest cabin in the world but you know i'm about six foot and i was comfortable enough so okay you know it's like it's it's very cool that it's here and that it's okay. available and it it feels I think it's I think to it's you know it's something different rather than necessarily a an American you know it's an American supercar a bit like the cool. Nissan GTR was kind of an American it was a Japanese muscle car good okay yeah interesting I agree with you it's great that it's here I mean it's uh, it's yeah. a, a lot of fun all right I'll I'll finish things off with another sports car but not uh, not in that kind of league a, a Subaru BRZ. And uh, this one's the auto. So you're thinking, hmm, okay, how's this going to be? So it's just over 42K drive away. Subaru does the drive away pricing thing. Now it's a 2.4 litre Atmo four-cylinder, the horizontally opposed, six-speed auto. Yeah, it is a six-speed auto, not a CVT. That's right. So 174 kilowatts, which is a fair bump up from its predecessor, 250 newton metres. Atmo engine, that comes at, that peak is 3,700 RPM. And of course, it's rear wheel drive. The, the pluses for me, I think it looks great. It looks more substantial and confident. This one was mm-hmm. in a silver metallic, and much and all a silver metallic is almost ubiquitous out there on the road. It suits this car so well. And now it's on 18s. They've gone plus one because just about everyone who bought the first generation car went straight to an 18 wheel uh, with Michelin Pilot Sport. So we got rid of those Primacy um, HP tyres and, and um, something better on the, on the rubber front. The curve treatment along the rockers and these front vents, um, they've kept everything that was good but added what people wanted. So more grunt, bigger rims. Even the auto is good. The auto transmission is good. You've got the the paddles. It was fun to drive. The steering's brilliant. It even rides pretty well. Um, on, the, on the dislike side, put it in sport mode and the throttle gets just a little bit stuttery, particularly at low speed. It doesn't pick up the throttle as cleanly as you might like. Um, the indicator, they've gone to a flick style rather than it going to an indicator down position or up. It just, you flick it and then you have to flick it again to turn the indicator off, which I just grinds my gears yeah, um, big time. The spare fills up a lot of the boot. Um, when you open it up, there's just a whopping big spare tire, but that's nothing new. The plus two seats are really notional only. You want to have little kids in there with very skinny legs. And the initial allocation of 500 is already sold out. And so I suppose they'll be getting another boatload at some stage, but I reckon it's just a comprehensive and pretty desirable second gen upgrade. I think they've so, done a they've done a good job. 
So my question is, is uh, you know, those Michelins are better tyres, fundamentally mm. better tyres, but does it actually improve the car? Because I think part of the appeal of the old car was that it, it wasn't particularly powerful, but it mm. also, those tyres were not particularly grippy. You know, and they were deliberately put on there by Toyota. Agreed. Uh, to, to be, uh, you know, a bit low grip, I, to balance that lack of power. I ran an 86 for a year. I had an 86 for a year. Yeah. And uh, i got to say, I prefer this. I prefer the 18s with the grippier rubber because the amount of time you're actually going to break traction and, you know, slide the car, unless you're on some kind of drift day, it really doesn't add up. A yeah. grippier tyre just allows you to, to plot a sharp course through a corner and enjoy the balance of the car as you go through. I, I think it's an improvement. Yeah. Yeah. Good to yeah. hear. Anyway, that's just me. Now, we are going to go to feedback. It's comment of the week. It's on top of the shipping container at the front of the Cars Guide forecourt. Bunting, balloons, the wobbly man, and Sukhoi Romantic, a, reg- a regular correspondent. We were, we were talking um, uh, last time around uh, efficiency uh, relative to engine size, and Sukhoi says, from personal experience, going to a small engine affects fuel economy, but I'm, I think he's meaning not in the way you'd expect. It says, my 2009 Fiesta 1.6 petrol manual got six litres per hundred on my commute, whereas my manual 2014 1.2 petrol Micra got 7.2, and my current 2021 Picanto 1.2 auto gets 7.2 as well. Pretty typical commute for many Melburnians, Eastern Freeway, then Hoddle Street, then Victoria Street. All those cars weigh about a tonne. I suspect having a bit of hybrid torque off the line, and he says, I drive like your nan, exquisitely uh, would help lower these figures but the point he's making i suppose is you go to a little engine and you probably have to push it harder to, to get the performance that you would like even in a commute so you you economy figures may not be what you want you've yeah. also got i mean if you're on the freeway uh at any point aero comes into it uh you've also got the fact that i mean the reason small engines generally use less fuel in, in a, in a day to day sense is big. It's, it's all about pumping losses uh, on a bigger engine. You've got the throttle almost shut uh, on a smaller yep. engine. The throttles open further yep. or you've got fewer pumping losses. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're running, you're running the engine at a more efficient point. And, pro- and, and ideally at a lower ratio, a higher, well, gear, uh, sorry, a higher gear a, ratio. Gear, gearing will make a big difference. Yeah. To, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but is it splitting hairs? I mean, the difference between six and seven litres, it's still all pretty good uh, pretty good fuel economy. It's still a pretty good commute. I mean, it depends on what the traffic's like down Hoddle Street from in my experience. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, if that's right. Yeah, I mean, that's if right. Commuting through the city, like, you know, through peak hour, yeah, you know, it's not a bad return. Yeah. No. Anyway. A lot, those, a lot of those tiny little engines, you can drive awfully hard with it, and they just, they're incapable of guzzling. Yes, that's right. They can't Believe take me, enough. I've tried, you know, I don't know what I can get this up to. Right. Well, uh, thank you for that, Sukhoi. That was uh, that was a good one. And with that, we have reached the finish line. So it's time to say thank you, Dave. No, my pleasure, mate. And thank you, Steve. Thanks, James. Always a pleasure. And thanks to our production maestro, Corn D. Tassler and crime scene cleaner, Mr. Pritchard, for his creativity and courage in pulling this podcast together. Today, he's wearing a T-shirt saying, all tools are hammers, except screwdrivers, which are chisels, Um, panda pants, and zebra skin disco platforms. Jump into the conversation, Cars Guides on Facebook and Instagram, or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. Apple Podcast listeners, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Five is the preferred number of stars. 
If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe to the Cars Guide YouTube channel so you can stay on top of all our latest content. But before we go, mechanic close to me has been arrested for dealing marijuana. Um, strange, I've been going in for years and never knew he was a mechanic. <laughs> Please note the views expressed by James, not those who does a cast <laughs> Yes, always remember to dial uh, before you dig. <laughs> Classic.